If you're suffering from a serious health challenge or just want to protect your good health, I want to tell you about Metatrol Fermented Wheat Germ Extract from American Biosciences. Imagine every cell in your body working at peak performance, achieving enhanced energy, quality of life, and optimal immune system performance. More than 50 research articles in peer-reviewed medical journals describe fermented wheat germ extracts remarkable health benefits in a wide range of serious health challenges. Metatrol is the most potent fermented wheat germ extract ever produced, and it's it's the only one that's gluten-free. Just two Metatrol capsules daily supports your immune system, cellular health, and energy production. Rescue your mitochondrial function and optimize your energy with Metatrol fermented wheat germ extract. For more information and to order, go to theharmonycompany.com. That's theharmonycompany.com. Or call 800-422-5518. 800-422-5518. Use coupon code HOFFMAN20 at checkout and get a 20% first-time discount and free shipping. That's theharmonycompany.com. Welcome to the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Layla Mudin. Thanks for joining me. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist here in New York City. The address is 635 Madison Avenue, 14th floor. If you'd like to make an appointment, the, the number is 212-779-1744, 212-779-1744. If you're not local to New York or the tri-state area, you can't come in. I have patients and clients all over the country. So I do phone consultations as well as telehealth. So call the office, speak to Liz, she'll set you up. For those of you who like to send me questions, topics of interest to hear me weigh in on on this podcast, you can email me at at questions at drhoffman.net. Questions? at drhoffman.net. There was an interesting study published in Mayo Clinic Proceedings Digital Health. One in five people have the metabolism of a pre-diabetic. So one in five people may not be as healthy as they appear. And I would beg to differ. I would say it's more than one in five. It may be as much as two, maybe three in five. So this study describes a new way that the researchers developed to detect the earliest signs of type 2 diabetes. And using this approach, the research team found that a fifth of people classed as being healthy by conventional medical standards, actually have the metabolism of a person dealing with prediabetes. You know, you go to your doctor, you get a fasting blood glucose, and if it's within the normal range, you're fine, go go home. But if at any time your fasting blood glucose is over 126, you're classified as having type 2 diabetes. But what about that in in between place? They don't talk much about prediabetes, and this is what this study is about. Researchers focused on a precursor to diabetes called impaired glucose homeostasis. We call that impaired glucose tolerance as well. 
Well, anyway, they have come up with a new patented, italics on the word patented, mathematical method to, to data from continuous glucose monitors to study glucose patterns. Continuous glucose monitors, CGMs, are all the rage. They do a wonderful, it's wonderful. You basically wear it for a two-week period. It shows all the ups and downs and, and, and the, the, the static glucose levels, hour to hour, day to day, over a two-week period. It's a great study and a lot of charts and graphs to analyze what your blood sugar is doing. And that's what these continuous glucose monitors do. And that's what they used to study glucose patterns. So for people with diabetes, blood glucose levels can rise and fall like a wild roller coaster ride with steep drops and peaks. This is true. The researchers say we found a similar pattern in patients with impaired glucose homeostasis. I'm wondering if they're going to coin this phrase, impaired glucose homeostasis, IGH, albeit those patterns were more like gentle waves than dramatic peaks. But intervention on this population could limit the likelihood of progression to full diabetes. I want to tell you that there is another blood test that shows the peaks and valleys in these wild roller coaster rides, whether whether it's in somebody with diabetes or pre-diabetes, impaired glucose tolerance, metabolic syndrome, hyperinsulinism, they all kind of fall under the same umbrella of impaired glucose tolerance. It's called a glycomark test. Glycomark is a test, it's, it's a wonderful test because it, it shows the fluctuations, the degree of instability, instability, the highs and the lows. Whereas a hemoglobin A1C, you've heard of the hemoglobin A1C test, that's a marker of average blood sugar over a three-month period, a 12-week period. It doesn't show the highs and lows. So glycomark does that, but a lot of a lot of doctors aren't ordering glycomark tests because insurance is not covering it, which is a shame. But these people, this laboratory, apparently have come up with some patented way, and maybe this is something that will catch on, and, you know, we'll see. Another way to test uh, impaired glucose tolerance or these highs and lows is with the gold standard, a four- to five-hour glucose tolerance test, where they draw your blood every hour for the four- to five hours to measure not only glucose levels, but insulin levels, and this shows the highs and lows. Anyway, coming back to this, for this study, 384 participants were assessed by a doctor for two weeks using a continuous glucose monitor, a CGM, to keep track of these variations. And then they were diagnosed as being <clears throat> either healthy, pre-diabetic, or diabetic, according to the American Diabetes Association guidelines. Then the researchers applied their new approach to reclassify the participants based on impaired glucose homeostasis status into either effective or impaired groups. Quote, what was most surprising is that 20% of participants who were assessed using 
the standard screening tools for diabetes and cleared as healthy by a physician were then found to have impaired glucose homeostasis, reinforcing it is now possible to provide an earlier, more accurate and sensitive assessment of people's diabetic status. Yes, but you know what? We've been doing this forever. First with Dr. Atkins, then with Dr. Ronald Hoffman, other integrative practitioners out there do this. We check doing a a four to five hour GTT, a glucose tolerance test. This, This Click Labs is behaving as if they have discovered the way to predict or see, confirm, impaired glucose tolerance. It's always been out there. It's always been out there, but this is new. This is novel. And I wanted to tell you about this because this is the new guy on the block for showing impaired glucose tolerance. They're calling impaired glucose homeostasis. Yeah, they're similar. They're absolutely similar. There's overlap in all of this terminology, but for us not to behave as this, as if this is something new, I like that it is becoming more mainstream and a tool for mainstream physicians to use to find out, hey, you know what? You you don't have diabetes yet, but you're on the way unless you change something. Let me refer you to a qualified nutritionist. Let me refer you to a registered dietitian so you can get yourself back on track so you can reverse this whole biochemical process that's happening in your body. Because impaired glucose tolerance, pre-diabetes, type 2 diabetes, these are all lifestyle choices. It is defined by impaired carbohydrate intolerance, a.k.a. impaired glucose intolerance. Anyway, coming back to this, Click Labs, uh, this new method of analysis is a major step forward in the prevention and management of diabetes. Early detection and intervention is critical in the management of type 2 diabetes, so our method has a potential to have a significant impact on the lives of millions of people worldwide. Yeah. I want to know why the GTT, the glucose tolerance test, never got popular. You know, they're only giving it to pregnant women. They do a two-hour, maybe a three-hour GTT. But a GTT should be standard. I know it was standard practice for Dr. Atkins. I know for a long time it was standard practice uh, for Dr. Ronald Hoffman. He also still advises people to go for that. Everybody is different. We have to be able to see with clarity the ups and downs of the blood sugar in order to see the best nutrition, the best medical nutrition therapy approach to apply to that particular patient. Everybody's numbers are different. So as we know, diabetes is becoming more prevalent around the globe. In North America alone, an estimated 11.7 million Canadians are living with diabetes or prediabetes, and an estimated 34 million Americans have diabetes. One in three people have either prediabetes or diabetes. And to add to this, over 80% of those people are unaware 
that they have prediabetes, making it difficult to stop the progression of the condition. And that's why this type of testing is important. And that's why this type of testing has been done amongst integrative doctors and practitioners since the 1990s and before. Technology such as this could represent a big step forward in changing the statistics. If used as screening in checkups as an example, like we did with the GTT, it could alert people to having prediabetes so that they can make the lifestyle changes needed to stop the progression of the condition and even reverse their trajectory. Technology such as this could be the game changer in diabetes awareness, prevention, and intervention that is direly needed. This is absolutely true. But I still believe doing a glycomark blood test, doing a four to five hour glucose tolerance test, these are all beneficial and have value as being diagnostic tools in determining the level of glucose intolerance, the level of hyperinsulinism, the level of prediabetes, diabetes, how high do you go, how low do you go, the level of hypoglycemia. People often think mistakenly that hypoglycemia, which is low blood sugar, is the opposite of diabetes. It is not. It is, it's these highs and lows, including hypoglycemia, right? It's this unstable pattern of highs and lows in blood sugar that is the precursor to prediabetes and diabetes. That's what's happening there. What's causing the major highs is a poor diet, a lot of carbohydrates, and then causing the major lows, the hypoglycemia, is the insulin that the pancreas is secreting in an effort to bring that high blood sugar down to normal. But after days or getting into the habit of this high-carb diet and the pancreas responding to such a high-carb diet over years and years, it is super-secreting insulin and causing these very, very low lows. And the problem is, this then becomes a vicious cycle. Those very low lows is when we start to feel ravenous and it's time to eat again. What are you eating? More carbohydrates. And the cycle of highs and lows continue until you're progressing into the pre-diabetes, diabetes, diabetes uh, classification. That's really what's happening here. So this new and novel test to determine impaired glucose homeostasis, you know, yeah, impaired glucose tolerance given a different name, just like the Atkins diet, the original low-carb diet, was given, was given the other name keto. People think it's different from Atkins. It is absolutely not. They're all very low-carb diets meant to put your body into ketosis. That is its function. And speaking of burning fat, I want to tell you about drinking tea. Drinking tea may help you burn fat while you sleep. Yes, we can lose weight while we sleep. And it's not too good to be true. But... According to a study published in Nutrients, 
conducted by researchers from the University of Tsukuba in Japan, drinking oolong tea helps to increase the breakdown of fat, and it continues to do so even when a person is at rest. This study suggests that drinking two cups of this tea every day will significantly stimulate the fat-burning processes within the body. Hey, I'm in. Quote, like all teas, oolong contains caffeine, which impacts energy metabolism by increasing our heart rate. However, study suggests that tea consumption may also increase the breakdown of fat, independent of the effects of caffeine. We therefore wanted to examine the effects of oolong consumption versus caffeine alone on energy and fat metabolism among a group of healthy volunteers. Now, we already know that EGCG, what's found in teas, particularly green tea, can help with fat burning. So, all types of tea come from the same plant, but Camellia sinensis, which is the degree of oxidation, determines the variety. The chemical process is what turns the leaves black. The degree of oxidation ranges from 8% to 85% and determines both the taste and the color of the tea, which can range from sweet to toasty, floral to grassy, and light to full-bodied. Oolong tea falls somewhere between green and black tea in terms of flavor and oxidation and is characterized by a unique process that includes the process of withering the plant under strong sunlight as well as oxidating before twisting and curling. A group of healthy participants drank either a placebo, pure caffeine, or oolong tea for a week for this study. And according to the researchers, the findings showed that those drinking oolong tea or pure caffeine benefited from the increased breakdown of fat by 20% compared to the controls. And the effects of the oolong tea were noted to continue to keep working after the participants went to sleep. Nice. Neither the tea nor caffeine caused an increase in energy expenditure and the group developed a tolerance to the caffeine present in the drinks over the study period. As caffeine is known to affect sleep, which can impact metabolism, the team also examined the participants' quality of sleep during the study period. I'm glad they did this because this could be a confounder to weight loss efforts if you don't sleep, uh, if you don't sleep well. The researchers note that there was no difference in the sleep patterns of the placebo group or the test group. As such, they believe that drinking a cup of oolong tea will not keep you awake at night, but it might help you to shed some unwanted weight. Tokuyama concludes that, quote, the stimulatory effect of oolong tea on fat breakdown during sleep could have a real clinical re relevance for controlling body weight. However, we need to determine whether the effects we observed in the two-week study translate into actual body fat loss over a prolonged period of time. In addition, we want 
to trial a decaffeinated oolong tea to better distinguish the effects of caffeine from other components in the tea, which will help us understand exactly how oolong helps with fat breakdown. That's a great way to follow up. That would be a great follow-up study to make sure that the caffeine in and of itself is not a true confounder to this, that it is the oolong. Oolong has a very nice flavor. I have some in my cupboard. It goes particularly well with Asian cuisine. It really, really does. There's a nice earthiness to it that I enjoy, but I'm going to take this out a little more often. I'm a huge fan of Earl Grey and English breakfast teas. I often serve myself a small pot of a combination of the two. So I'll have two to four cups of a combo of Earl Grey English breakfast. Sometimes I do one or the other, depending on my yen for either. But I'm a huge fan, and I drink it straight up because it's the only way to drink it. I don't do tea with milk. I don't do anything else. And I like it nice and strong. Tea is generally considered to be healthy, especially green tea. But oolong tea has not yet been studied as much. Well, Dr. Leo Galland, another fantastic integrative physician here in New York, often a mentor to so many other integrative physicians here. Oolong tea, he asserts, is helpful with allergies. Oolong tea has the ability to maybe reduce allergies. Now, just like other teas, oolong contains vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, along with caffeine, but only about a third of the amount of caffeine that's in a cup of coffee. And drinking this tea may have benefits for your teeth, bones, heart, and brain health. But just like this study, more research is needed to draw firm conclusions. This is true. That's true. And it's a way to keep them getting their grant money to do more and more research. Much of this research, especially in this, is worthy. I would love to see them do the decaffeinated oolong tea with the regular to see if there is a difference. I look forward to that study. I want to thank you for joining me on another edition of Layla Weighs In here on Intelligent Medicine. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.